Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I had an amazing conversation with Morgan Lander and S.J. Jones about Kitty Pig. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! Welcome to the Punk Rock MBA podcast. Just want to introduce ourselves. My name is Daniel. This is Ricky. Hello. Um, yeah, and uh, this is, I guess, a podcast run by, like, I think what makes our podcast a little bit different is that we're from, I guess, it's like very DIY, it's just recorded on the phone. Yeah. And uh, a lot of people kind of like, I don't know, uh, like, kind of get like surprised when they, they say that he's 28 and I'm 18. That's like 10 year difference. Oh, yeah. cool. Yeah, but it's sick. Yeah, it's just called Laugh Now, Die Later. We pretty much just like talk to homies. So I don't know. Like- I have a, uh, a Cry Now, Cry Later tattoo, which you guys didn't get to see, but everyone on Twitch did. Yeah. Oh, damn. That's, that's so kind of close. Yeah. yeah, it's a it's a rotting out. It's a rotting out track. Oh, OK. Yeah. All right. Um, You want to go first? Huh? Uh, so- yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I wanted to get in touch because like. I don't know. We've been doing the podcast for a minute. Obviously, we're like kind of like hardcore influenced podcast, but I remember you back from like Tumblr like 10 years ago. Was, like, oh, yeah. So I remember like, dude, like I've been following you and like been like a follower of you for like that long. And just like used to, I used to read like people sending me like asking for advice like back in like tw- on like 2011 and stuff. Like, so I mean, like as I've like kind of grown into like a career myself, you've kind of been like your podcast has been like something that's like been reassuring for me to get info from and stuff so i mean hell yeah it's cool to finally like thank you for that so that's awesome well i appreciate the support for so long those tumblr days were tumblr was cool until it wasn't yeah definitely <laughs> yeah, it got real like, weird and shitty i mean like uh yeah it's kind of weird because holiday uh 42 yeah because i was like it's weird because like his generational thing is like his thing was like twitch and i just kind of like saw you from youtube like I watched the probably the Earth Crisis video and the Spaz video like religiously like probably like five six times both. Cool, I appreciate it. Yeah, so um, I guess I get to start it off. Uh, like I said, um, we kind of found out about you through like different things and like you do like I like from like watching your YouTube videos for like a while now. You do hella shit. Wait, can I cuss you? Right, I could cuss. Yeah, yeah. So um, so my uh, my homie, uh, first thing he asked me, and I, I wanted to ask you that too. Um. Like you, since you've been around in music for long, I guess you've been into like hardcore. You've been you you were a hardcore kid. You were into like metal. You're pretty much into everything. But what was like the 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 scene or like the like the place that you kind of felt like the least the less welcome? The least welcome? Yeah, or like I guess more judgmental. Like not not on the internet, like in person. Like yeah, if you were going to like a obituary show or a Earth Crisis show or I don't know what was like 
What were kind of like? Oh, for sure. The the biggest assholes were like the emo people. Oh, really? Oh yeah, definitely. Back in the day, the the kind of narrative was that Earth Crisis and Madball and Scarhead and all those like tough guy bands were the assholes that you you know had to watch out for and that they were just horrible people and rah rah rah. And I mean, I'm sure they did some bad things to some people, but they were actually all super nice people. Uh, if you ever run into them, they're like the most friendly, nice, chill. They don't give a fuck what you're into or how you look or whatever. Like as long as you're just like a friendly, cool person, that's all they care about. Uh, but the supposedly cool, like emo indie type people were the biggest dicks. They were way more judgmental. Uh, they care a lot about how you look. And if you don't like the right shit, you know, like, oh, you listen to that metal stuff, like, oh, those those jock metal bands. And it, it, so I, I think it's a good example of tolerance being a one way street. So you can you could be an indie kid going to a Madball show and nobody gives a fuck. But if you're a Madball kid going to an indie show, nobody likes you. Uh, and so that was kind of interesting to me to sort of have that moment of like, oh, it's actually the opposite of what everybody says. Like the supposedly cool, tolerant people are actually the assholes. I, I swear you were gonna. I thought you were gonna say a uh, metal or hardcore probably, but I was like, I was gonna be a metal, but I wasn't expecting from emo shit. No, I used to go to death metal shows and shit all the time. That is crazy. I mean, I don't know. It's, it's kind of it's kind of weird to think, but like over overall, like because from what I've gathered from just watching and like listening to your YouTube videos specifically. I think uh, hardcore. I mean, I want to ask you, like, if this, if I might, I guess, if I'm being right about it, is yeah. hardcore. I think where you think uh, the most out of all the scenes of music is the more like, I guess, positive influence. I guess to like grow. Because personally, like, I'm like, I grew up in like the hood of Los Angeles, South Central, and like, I think, I think going to hardcore, like, I've gone to metal shows and I've gone to like rock shows and like you know glam hard rock shows, but like, I think where it comes to hardcore. I think that's where people give you the biggest, like, like, oh, like, you know, I've gotten like kind of not job opportunities, but like, little shit like that, where like, oh, sure. like, you're, like, you know, they take care of you more like brotherhood at the time. Or do you think like there's another like music scene out there that's like more like that? Well, I, I mean, I can only speak to my experience, but yeah, what you said has been true for me for sure. Yeah, there's something about hardcore that just it's different. It's obviously not the biggest scene. You know, hardcore mm -hmm. is never going to be popular which is fine. I mean, nobody, nobody necessarily wants it to be popular. And there's some parts of it that are definitely negative. Um, there's a lot of kind of dysfunctional, angry people and like violent shit that happens in hardcore. But like, like you're kind of, I, I, I think this is kind of what you're getting at. It, it's, it's a better alternative, you know, like yeah. uh, if you're from fucking, you know, uh, I don't know, uh, from Malibu. Yeah. Maybe you got better things to do with your life than go to hardcore shows or maybe not. Cause people from Malibu have problems too. But yeah. if the alternative, I was also really into graffiti and I was sort of compared to graffiti. Like for a lot of people, the alternative to graffiti was being in gangs. Like yeah. graffiti is a fucked up lifestyle for sure. Uh -huh. It's super, super. I mean, it's like, one step removed from gangs. So I would not recommend that people get into it. But if the alternative is being in a gang, yeah, I would say it's better than that. You know, and for people who get into hardcore, you don't get into hardcore and stay into hardcore if you're normal, <laughs> you know? Because yeah. a normal, like all this, like these uh, these DIY shows that happened in the past couple months here, like the real Bay shit one and 
Uh, there's the other big one that happened like in, in LA normal person would look at that and be like, this is crazy. This looks like Mad Max. I don't want anything to do with this. And, and I understand why I guess I acknowledge the negative things about hardcore, but I think for a specific type of person, it it's, it's going to be a positive influence. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do you think, uh, the, the, like, uh, I don't know, I guess it's a, it's a very corny question, but it's still like, I think want to ask it like for your time. Cause obviously, you know, you, you were straight edge and then you, you know, you broke edge and all that stuff and you kind of went and did your own thing. Do you think like, would you ever, um, like, I guess knowing, knowing someone who like went to shows and did their time and, you know, did zines and all that, would you like, would you regret like, if like, if like, they could, if, like you could like live your life again. Would you, would you like still like go to hardcore shows or would you just like not do it again? Like, would you still be involved in hardcore basically? Like when, if you get to live your life again and like, you know, do things yeah. right, like will you still go to hardcore shows and do all that? I've thought about this a million times. You know, the thing is, I really, I, I'm very happy now. I really like my life. You know, uh, my wife is awesome. I really like what I do for work and I wouldn't have met her and I, wouldn't have the job that I do if it wasn't for being part of hardcore. So, um, you know, in that sense, yeah, I mean, it, everything worked out for me. I'm happy with that. On the other hand, you know, there are lots of times where I'm kicking myself and like, man, what the fuck was I doing going to fucking Scarhead shows in Detroit in when I was 19, I should have been like, I, I there's a, a part of me where I wish I would have gone to school for like computer science or something. Cause that's something I've always been interested in. But who knows? Maybe I wouldn't have been happy doing that. Maybe I would have fucked that up because there was something I needed to get out of my system going to hardcore shows and being around that stuff for a few years to like get it out of my system. I, I don't know. I mean, it, it's, it's, easy to, it's easy to dwell on the past and think about mistakes you made and things you could have done differently, but I just... There's a time and a place for that, but generally speaking, I just I don't think that's a good use of your energy. So I just try to focus on the future. Mm. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is the story of Whitney Houston. This is the story of Kurt Cobain. Of George Michael, of Otis Redding, of Amy Winehouse, of Michael Hutchins, Bob Marley. This is the story of Prince. It's a new podcast series. About how they died, why they died, and why we're still talking about them so long after. It's like nothing you've ever heard before. It's storytelling. But it's more than that, because rock stars... They tell us how we feel. They change our mood. They change the clothes we wear, the people we hang out with. The way we remember things. It's them who give us those ludicrous moments, the ones where you're... Jumping around, singing your heart out, feeling understood. And it's those moments we'll help you remember, the ones you're thinking about right now. That feeling. That feeling. It's coming soon. From Crowd Network. Just search for Death of a Rockstar on your podcast app. And subscribe now.
But first, I want to thank DistroKid for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. If you're not familiar, DistroKid is a digital music distribution service that musicians use to put their music into online stores and streaming services. So in plain language, if you have ever wondered how to get your music on iTunes, Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube Music, Amazon, Deezer, Tidal, and many, many more, there's like dozens and dozens of different streaming services. DistroKid is the way to do it. It is super easy. I have used it to put my music on Spotify. It took me maybe five minutes to like set it up and upload everything. It's legitimately awesome. I am sincerely a fan of this company and their product. And for those of you who have asked, you can also upload your music to TikTok with DistroKid. And if you want a chance to get featured on DistroKid's Spotify playlists, you can do that by submitting a song through Spotlight and getting your fans to vote for you. You can also use Hyperfollow to get more Spotify followers. You can promote your new release as well as Spotify Canvas. That's where there's the video in the background in the player. And when you share it on Instagram, it shares that video too to make your Spotify release pop. And Spotify Canvas is available to all DistroKid artists. Like I said, as you can probably tell from this, like I am sincerely a fan of DistroKid. DistroKid can do everything I just talked about and so much more. So be sure to sign up with my link, which is in the show notes for this episode, to get 7% off your first year. That link is in the show notes of this episode or go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash the punk rock NBA. And thanks again to DistroKid for sponsoring this episode. Yeah, that's definitely. Yeah, I was reading a little bit about you on like, it's crazy because on your Wikipedia, like I think, I don't know if it's your quote, but someone said like hardcore has been the main element of all the things you've been involved with in your life. Yeah. It's like, whoa, that's really cool. Like that, I mean, even as yourself, like you're one of, I guess, like, I would even say, in my opinion, like one of the most like people in like quote unquote like hardcore community, like the greater like kind of idea of that. Like, I just think it's like a really, really interesting that it's like you're one of like the people that's done a lot like with their experience and kind of like starting from like zines that you were just doing just because like you were passionate about like these random like grindcore and, and yep. power violence bands and just from doing that kind of thing. That's crazy. Yep. Because nobody else was interviewing Dystopia. So I was like, all right, well, I guess I'll do it. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, that's a good point, which brings me to, like, I guess, to connect both things. Like, you said earlier about the, like, Dead City shows that happened here in L.A. And, uh, like, you know, basically those shows, like, you know, like, shout out to Dead City. But, like, those shows kind of making, like, you know, going on TikTok. Like, um, like I think you made a video about that um, earlier or something about, like, kids getting into t- hardcore because of TikTok. Yeah. And, like, I know I know there's a I know there's a bright side and it, there's a good side. You know, kids are getting into hardcore, whatever. And. You know, not many kid, not many young young kids are into hardcore. Like people in their twenties are into hardcore. Right. And then, uh, but then there's also like you know, like kids who don't appreciate anything, or like, like you know, uh, like you're moshing, and then they're like, like they're like stop, or you know what I mean, or they're like trying to like Although get ran out, like a slow like mosh part. You know what I mean? Like, I want to know your opinion on that a little bit more. Like, like, because uh, I think the question that they ask you on 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 your YouTube video is like, what do you think about the moshing? But like, what do you think overall? Like, you know, kids getting into through TikTok and through punk and hardcore. Well, you know, it's not going to be for everybody. It's like the way I got into it was I saw suicidal tendencies on MTV mm-hmm. in, in 1989. And how was that any different than TikTok? Really? You know, that's just whatever the mass media is at any given point in time. For me, it was MTV for someone else is going to be TikTok. And, uh, you know, 
I'm sure both of you guys have already seen a lot of people come and go in hardcore or they were into it for a year or two and then they moved on to whatever else, which is fine. I'm not one of these people that think it's dumb. People like spend a lot of energy focusing on people who sold out and they're not, you know, you're not, an, you dropped out of hardcore. Well, all right. I mean, this person wanted to do something else with their life, then so be it. How could it be a bad thing? My only, I guess, concern would be I don't want any of those kids to get permanently fucked up in any way wouldn't want them to like lose teeth or you know go to prison or something like that but uh if you get involved in hardcore and find out it's a little uh too rough for you then leave that's okay you know that's totally fine um i don't think that it's some sort of like precious thing that who who is the person that decides like like are we going to review your application to join the scene and it's like Oh, you weren't referred yeah. <laughs> by a, an existing member of the scene. Like you're out. I mean, that doesn't make sense to me. Like, who cares whether you found about it, found out about it through TikTok or whatever else? Like, just go to a show, and if you're cool, people will be cool to you. And if you're not, then you won't last long, and that's fine. I think the difference between like you just like oh like go check it out, like you saw through TikTok and go check it out. It's like I think now it's not really like oh I'm gonna go check this out. I think like. You know, I'm, you know, you know, like how social media like now has made it accessible for someone from Europe to see how people in LA. Oh, right. Right. You know, like, oh, you're like, a Twitter hardcore kid. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, like, like, you know, like, like, like basically like social media has made it accessible for you to like know how certain people dress and like fashion. Right. Like, I want to look like a fool. I'm going to look like a fool. I want to look like a punk or whatever. And like, yeah. And then not only that, like, like I remember like 10 years ago, all these random Eastern European bands started using kind of like cholo fonts and stuff oh, on yeah. their on their merch i'm just like what the fuck like how do, i don't think they even, i think to them it just it just looks cool i don't think they have any idea what they're referencing you know or like i remember when i lived in uh when i lived in cleveland there were some of these or cincinnati rather there's some of these kids that got 13 tattoos on their faces oh shit and i was like dude that is you should get that covered up or removed or something and he's like i'm not worried about it I'm like you will be <laughs> yeah yeah, that's, yeah, that's your yeah. Fly by in Vernon. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah you can just area. go stop at a fucking gas station in the wrong part of town and oh, yeah. you're gonna have problems. I mean, so, I, think, I think one of my friends told me that uh that in Japan there's like a small like little like I guess little like group of people that like dress like Chicanos here and like yeah. like they have lowriders and like wear like the Dickies and the Cortez yeah. or like stuff like that, but they're like in Japan. I don't yeah, know, that's kind of weird. Like a whole different country, like just people literally dressing like that. Like that's LA. super weird. <laughs> yeah, so I, I see what you're saying. Like if there's kind of the, I guess what I don't like so much is when there's people who find out about hardcore via social media and aren't really part of the scene, but have a lot of really strong opinions about the scene and shit like that. Like you don't go to shows, you don't know anybody in the scene. You're just some kid who consumes this stuff on Twitter. You're not. Like, which is fine. Just don't have an opinion about it. You know what I mean? Yes. I think that's my biggest, like, problem as someone who, like, like, because when I started going to shows, I was, like, like 16, like, around there. And I kind of, like, I remember I was kind of, like, terrified. I was, like, like this is sick. But I was at the time, I was, like, you know, I'll get hit, whatever. But, yeah. I, you know, like, you, you're there to, like, watch. And then now these kids are coming from TikTok. Like, I see them and they're, like, like I said, it's, like, a slow, like, you know what I mean? Like building up part, like, and then they're like trying to circle pit. Like you can tell they're not even feeling the music. It's like, first of all, right, right. 
step from a mile away. They're not doing the music. They're just trying to like post like their friends recording them in the circle pit. So they uploaded Instagram or TikTok. And I've literally seen that happen. People are like, look, here's the video of me in the circle pit. I'm so crazy. Or like, you know what I mean? I'm like, God. And then and then on top of that, I think my homie Chaz, he was like, he even brought it up. Like he was moshing for Mind Force. And then some like some like, you know, tote back punk was like, hey, like stop moshing that hard. I'm like, then why are you here for? Like, this is not to like, you know, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, that's what kind of bothers me. It's like tote bag punk. Yeah, tote bag punk. <laughs> and I mean, like uh, Echo Park punk or whatever. Yeah, man, it's so funny. You're probably too young to remember, but I remember when Echo Park was terrifying. Yeah. Like back in the 90s. It was yeah, like now it's- not okay to go there. And now it's like, you know, a place you would reference for someone being a hipster. Yeah, it's, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't, uh, gentrification is like such a horrible thing in Los Angeles that it's like, it's coming to where I live. And I never thought I'd see it in a million years where I live. Like, what, what part? You said you're in South Central? Yeah, specifically Florence Firestone area. Oh, okay. And that was just like, I mean, I don't know. But I mean, that, I, I think that's like for another, another time, just gentrification yeah, is yeah. a horrible thing. And, uh, yeah. Well, it, here's here's my take on it. If a TikTok tourist wants to go to a hardcore show, they should go to a hardcore show. But the hardcore scene is not required to adapt to them. You know, take yeah. it or leave it. If you don't like the way it is, then fucking leave. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I guess that's the best way to put it. I mean, I yeah. I think I wanted to ask you that because, like, like I mean, I think about like you know, you're you're someone who like does not even do hardcore anymore. But like at some point you could say, well, like, hey, I mean, I, I, I don't go to local hardcore shows anymore just because like I don't really have time, among yeah. other things. But it's not like I'm not like I'm not into it necessarily. I still listen to new bands and stuff like that. Um, I'm not as actively you, like, part top, of it like, as I was when I was what, 21. What are your top five like new bands that come out of hardcore? I like all those like Bay Area bands like Drain and Tsunami and Gulch and all that kind of shit. Hand of God and uh, Zulu. Like I like all that kind of stuff. Oh shit! Really? Uh, I had I had no idea you were so like like all, all the trendy hype bands. Yeah, all the all the all the trendy hardcore bands. Yeah, Judiciary is pretty cool. Judiciary, yeah. Dude, Judiciary at Rec Center, like two years ago, that was tight. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, so I keep tabs on stuff, but I mean, I'm not as into it as I, I'm not as actively a part of it as I was when I was your age. But I still how, keep tabs on things. The last thing you did. The last zine I did? Yeah. Probably like 2004 or something like that. I don't really remember. I, I, I remember what it looked like. Uh, I interviewed Candiria and uh, Creationist Crucifixion and, I don't know, some death metal band. I forget who. Uh, okay. So sometime like, around then. Okay, so like obviously throughout that time you were growing, you were growing up and like, you know, like you kind of slowly, I don't know, maybe I want to say like you got like, I don't know, you grew out of it, but maybe, you know, you kind of just changed or evolved, I guess. Like what, what, what goes through your mind? Like, cause I think about that often. I'm like, like right now, you know, hardcore is everything. You know what I mean? Hardcore, like, and obviously yeah. like, you know, older people tell me like, yeah, older people who still are part of the scene, like they tell you like, yeah, like I don't go to shows as much because I've been there for like 10 years. Like what yeah. goes through your head as like someone who's like literally evolving and like kind of like shredding, shedding skin. You know what I mean? Like, like what goes through what was going through your head like as you're doing a zine as you're like stop going to shows like like whatever came next in your life well i would st- i mean if there was like a hardcore show down the street that i didn't have to like i mean you know how west coast traffic is and stuff it's like just such a fucking commitment to go anywhere yeah. um 
and I have a business to run. I have two businesses to run and I'm married and stuff. And so I just, I, I can't stay out till two in the morning anymore. You know what I mean? Um, but if there was like a hardcore show, like a matinee at 3 PM or something down the street, I'd probably go. Cause why not? Like, just go check it out. Uh, I would not go hard. Hardcore is different for me that I don't really have any desire to see some random like octane metalcore band. I, I would not go to that show unless somebody I know was playing the show basically. Um, like to me, that's work. Uh, hardcore is different. I would still go to a hardcore show just to check it out and see what the scene is like. And you know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I don't know that I, uh, I didn't grow out of it in the sense of like, I don't think it's cool anymore or something like that. I still do. It's just, it can't be my whole life. Like it was when I was 19. That's all, you know? Cause like, I mean, I, I had school and work and shit like that, but I didn't, I didn't ever, uh, stop caring about hardcore necessarily. Or like, I didn't, it's not like there was some day where I woke up and I'm like, Oh, hardcore is dumb. Hmm. Yeah. And you still stayed involved in music in some way though, too. Yeah. Yeah, And I still talked, I mean, like, you know, people I've known from the hardcore scene for 20 years were at my wedding. You know, there's people, I mean, I talked to, you know, like Mike Mowry from fight records that was in good, clean fun is now he's, you know, a, a big, you know, manages a bunch of rock bands and stuff. He started out managing refused. I work with him all the time. I work, you know, I talked to people like Ryan Downey, who was in Burn It Down and was like an OG hardline guy in the 90s. I work with these people now, you know, so to me, or I was just like, you know, I'm writing a video about AFI right now. And I was just asking uh, my friend Biggie, who managed like Every Time I Die and Code Orange and Turnstile and a bunch of those bands for a long time. He was the person who, if you've ever seen the video, the AFI video with people uh, moshing in it for uh, Leaving Song Part 2, like he like was in charge of like recruiting some of the moshers for the video. It's just different. I mean, hardcore is still, I would say if anything, it's more of a part of my life now. Cause like I do business with these people I still talk to them. It's just not, it's just a different thing. Like I'm not reading zines anymore cause zines don't exist, but I mean, I, I read uh hardcore, you know, the hardcore subreddit, which is sort of like the closest thing, you know, to like people talking shit and zines. Now I still pay attention to all that stuff. But I also think my role is different now. I'm I'm like a coach, not a player now. You know what I mean? Like I think I think yeah. it's weird. I think it's weird for somebody my age to like to to still like it would be weird if there was someone's my age who's still kind of being the same person as they were when they were 19. I think yeah. um, there like are those the people. Old, What's that? With the gorilla biscuit shirt. Yeah, the exactly. With the gorilla biscuit shirt. Exactly. Like that, I, I think. Yeah, I I don't I don't want to be that, you know, I'm not putting those people down, whatever, but I don't want to be that. Um, But I do have, you know, a following, you know, like I I try to use I I try to talk about hardcore when I can. Um, And 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 I would like to think, I mean, for example, you know, I went on No Jumper and was talking about you know scar and then you know and then Isaac was on there i was on no jumper talking about hardcore and stuff you know and same with adam 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 comes from the hardcore scene too adam 22 so i I think it's just it's a different role like there's you you sort of change your role over time so there's some if you're like 19 and putting on local shows that's an important thing for the scene too but i would leave that to that kid to do that um but i can maybe 
talk about some of those bands or put them on one of my Spotify playlists or something or do a show like this. And to me, that's how I can still be involved in a way that, you know, I can do things that maybe that kid putting on the show can't. Mm, okay. I, I get, I think right. that was, that, I think pretty much sums it up when you said uh, you're the coach, not a player. That's, yeah. That's a good way and, to put it. I, I'm not saying that that's the only way to think about it or whatever, but that's, that's kind of where my head is at now. Oh yeah. I get, I get exactly what you mean. And, uh, that's cool. I mean, it's just like growing up <laughs> and just doing cooler shit in like in a more professional setting. I think that's yeah. Really but cool. if I didn't care about hardcore, I wouldn't be doing this right now. You know, yeah. I mean, I, people ask me to do podcasts all the time and usually I say no, but, uh, if it's anything like hardcore related, I would, I almost always say yes, because it will always have a special place in, you know, for me in my heart. <laughs> so, you know, I, I always try to make time for that or time for that kind of stuff. Appreciate it big time. And uh, I guess I, I think it's time to wrap it up. Yeah. Uh, what, what is, uh, what, is, what is a band that will die? Like, I'm pretty sure you won't, but if there is a band, what it takes you like to get to the pit or like throw down? Well, the last band that I moshed to was Hatebreed. How long ago was that? Uh, it was 2011. It was the holy shit. It was it was the 10 year reun- 10 year anniversary of Satisfaction's Death of Desire in San Diego. Uh, I went with Alex from Fight Fair, if anybody remembers that band. And uh, yeah, that's the last time. I just does not. I mean, this is not what I want to do with myself at this point. I don't want to get hurt or something. I still. I mean, I do jujitsu like all the time, so I'm not like. A, a, afraid of physical contact or something like that. I just don't really want to do it in that particular way. I, I mean, like, you think you think there'll ever be a band where, like, in the sense of like, like you just like it, you wouldn't even think about like, oh, I'm gonna throw it down or like, or like you don't think about it. You just it would just kind of gravitate to you, like by like you know what I mean, just the energy. Like you don't only, think there'll ever be a band like Earth Crisis or something like that. Only Iggy Azalea. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> When milling for Iggy Azalea. Yeah, someone like, someone's got to do it. All right, cool. it's time to wrap it. But I appreciate you taking your time. It really means a lot. It really means. Yeah, a of lot. course. Let me know when this is out, and I'll make sure to uh, share it. Appreciate yeah. it big time. Definitely. Cool. Thanks, guys. Later, man. Thank you. See ya. Cheers. <laughs> All right, my friends. That does it for this episode of the podcast. If you made it this far, thank you. Thank you for listening. We sincerely appreciate each and every one of you. If you want to help the show, there's a couple things that you can do. First of all, share it on social media. If you share it, tag us, tag Finn McKenty, that's me, and tag Deanna Chapman, that's a producer. Second thing you can do, if you really, really, really love us and really want to support us, you can support us on Patreon. There's a link to that in the show notes. You can leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever else you're listening to this, or you can do none of that, and you can just sit at home, think about how awesome this podcast is. That works too. Again, thank you very much to each and every one of you for listening. We sincerely appreciate it, and we'll see you next time. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, this is Chris Swinney, formerly of the Ataris and currently host of That One Time on Tour, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. 
Have you ever wondered what it's really like on the road? The highs can be euphoric, but the lows can be crushing. Join me every week as I chat with industry pros about what it's like living out their wildest dream and in some cases, their worst nightmare. Past guests of the show include members of NoFX, Pennywise, Bad Religion, and more. Listen and subscribe at SoundTalentMedia.com.